0: Gotta have them on the floor so that you can eat them normally. <laughs> this is some good folio opening a cat treat bag. <laughs> Do thinking that I have I have a bit that I require some assistance on. Oh, okay, from my cat, <laughs> <laughs> lady. Oh, here she come. Here she comes, special girl. <laughs> oh. If we go ahead and sync, I can use her for the for, the, for my opening bit. <laughs> All
1: right. Let's just get right to it then. Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff this show, Tanner and Christina are going to figure out why we love this show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, because you're listening you're listening to loser like me loser like me
0: hello everybody and welcome to loser like me this is a glee recap and reboot and discussion podcast my name is christina and small lady Shoot, she's jumping on my hands. Small lady, do you think the Aristocats is an accurate portrayal of the feline relationship? <laughs> she has no comment.
1: Uh, I'm Tanner, and, you know, call him Fleet the way he mack on my wood. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and as you can tell... Sometimes we ask people to be on this podcast, but sometimes people ask us if they can be on this podcast. Legally, that is not entrapment, so drop that down. Anyways, <laughs> hey, Lindsay.
2: Hey, I'm Lindsay. Uh, you might know me from another podcast called Not If I Reboot You First, and also Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium, and Never I might end up going my own way, but
0: we shall see. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, your podcast Divorcing Tanner?
1: Nah, nah. <laughs> Oh, man, she took the dog in the pod divorce <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
2: This actually wasn't that bad of an episode.
0: I'm glad that you think so.
1: Yeah, in comparison, it's it's, it's fine.
0: Yeah, this is a pretty standard middle-of-the-road-quality episode of Glee.
2: Yeah. I wasn't angry at it. I saw a massive missed opportunity, but also an (laughs) opportunity that could have gone completely awry. I'm not angry. I'm
1: just disappointed.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Valid. So, Lindsay, since you are our guest on this podcast, uh, we have questions that we like to ask guests when they come on the show. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, your first question is, do you have any past history with Glee? The series... And the extracurricular? Uh, series
2: wise. So Tanner and I became friends while talking on the bus about what we were watching on TV when we were going oh. to university. And Tanner was giving me all of the glee recaps while I would often recap. For a time, it was Sherlock. And then I learned that Sherlock was bad. Or I realized <laughs> Sherlock was bad. God, that third season was
0: yeah. weird. I'm going to take your word for
2: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't watch Sherlock. Watch elementary. <laughs> I won't. Elementary is much better. Also, like YouTube has like full episodes of the Granada version from the 1980s that has Jeremy Brett. And they are amazing. Um, Anyway, the extracurricular. So I did a bit of choir in elementary school and yeah. then puberty hit. <laughs> <laughs> and now my singing is regulated to the car and the shower
0: understandable understandable
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah that's basically my history with glee
1: nice you know i remember glee fans trying to worm their way into super hulok and it never really stuck and it definitely says something although i'm not sure what
0: <laughs> i feel like it's that glee and super hulok were Similar brands of Buckwild media, but in Ways that were not compatible Yeah yeah. <laughs> cause it's like, if you try to cross over Between Glee And Super Hulock I feel like you just get that one musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer
1: You know, I think Glee crossed over with Buffy more often Hang on a second, I'm checking how many Glee crossovers Are on FFNet, cause that's easier to gauge there <laughs>
0: See what's left on the husk of ff.net. Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah.
1: They, I think they did another rampant deletion lately. Oh, of course. Uh, the most no. popular thing to cross over with Glee is Harry Potter, so fuck off. Oh,
0: fuck them. Hey, uh, we haven't said this in a while. Uh, fuck JK Rowling. Yeah.
1: Yes, just in case you forgot.
0: Fuck her and her dumb wizard turfness.
1: And on that note. <laughs> Hey, Christina, what episode are we watching today?
0: Today, we are going to be discussing the episode Rumors, which is, in fact, spelled with a U, which is because it is based on the, well, it because it is pulling from the Fleetwood Mac album Rumors. So it's spelled the same way the album is. Are
1: Fleetwood Mac Canadian?
0: No, they're British American.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Th- that's what a Canadian yeah. is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this episode was... Uh, perhaps unsurprisingly, written by Ryan Murphy and directed by Tim Hunter, who I don't think has directed an episode of Glee before. I think he's new. May not- I don't know if he directs an episode of Glee later. We shall see.
1: There have been other Tims, but not Tim Hunter. Yeah. We'll hunt him down later. (laughs) It aired on May the 3rd be with you, 2011.
0: And also with you, and with your spirit.
1: (laughs) It's- it's- it's rumors. Let's just get into it. it, Yeah. they're, They're fleeting the Mac. Well first first this time for everyone's favorite bit. Fondue for two. Fondue for two. That's some hot dish. Fondue for two. Fondue for, fondue
0: for two. two. <laughs> so, I want to real quick here have a fun anecdote which is so I still play Pokemon Go. Oh. I know yeah. that I am a I know that I'm part of a contingent which is diminishing out of people who regularly play Pokemon Go. I know Lindsay also plays Pokemon Go. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to give a shout out to some to to someone who I suspect does not know that a I have a Glee podcast or b listen to Glee podcasts. But there is someone on my local Pokemon Go server whose Pokemon Go username is in fact Fondue the number four the number two and for a while their walking buddy was an Agron named Diana Agron. Oh my awesome. gosh, <laughs> that's so good. I was like, hey, you're a nerd. Nerd recognize nerd.
1: It's powerful.
0: Yeah, so shout out to that one player. I don't, you don't know who I am. I don't know who you are, but it's fun.
1: But yeah, so Brittany has started a vlog.
0: (laughs) Yes. In the days before vlogs were in the public consciousness. This is
1: about the time where they were starting to be in the public consciousness. I think we hit that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, fr- the first YouTube Rewind is on the horizon.
0: They they weren't popular enough that the Glee producers realized that they should, like, just put this on a mock-up of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I think it was still a mock-up of MySpace.
0: Probably. Yeah. And anyway, Brittany's yeah. got
2: Mercedes and Tina yes. on. Mm-hmm. Yes. So
1: shouldn't it be fondue for three? I'll ask the questions here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Basically, it's literally just a its a talk show and the bit is that every time they eat fondue and Mercedes comments that the fondue is so hot that it burned the roof of her mouth and also it smells like an old diaper.
1: And then Tina would like to clear up the rumor about Asian men. It's not true.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know what it is and I don't want to know what it is.
1: <laughs> it is now canon yeah. that Mike Chang is a huge cock. <laughs> Jeez. Hashtag representation matters. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here's the comes with the big cat! Yes!
2: (laughs) Yeah. Lord Tubbington, oh, I love you, honey, but uh, you shouldn't be eating cheese.
0: No, he's allowed to eat cheese
2: because
1: he's on Atkins.
0: Yeah. Like, and the part that that we've skated over is that Brittany has Tina and Mercedes on her show because they are the hottest gossips at school, and they say something about, like, oh, I heard the janitor walks around the hallways drinking vodka out of a teapot, and- then Brittany says, oh, and I can confirm that the rumor about Santana that she plays for the team is true. And Mercedes and Tina are like, oh, but then also it's Lord Tuffington and he's a very fat brown tabby cat and mm-hmm. he's eating the fondue and Mercedes and Tina are like, he shouldn't be doing that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, cats very are all like carnivores and they basically, you know how lactose intolerant people react when they eat.
0: Or drink any dairy products? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, PSA, this is why. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all know that product that's available in grocery stores in, like, the pet food section where it's like, oh, it's like cat milk. It's milk that's safe for cats to drink. Don't give that to your cat because it's it's something that you're supposed to give to kittens. Yes. Especially ones who are separated from their mothers. (laughs) It is meant as a replacement. It is not cat-safe milk. It is... Like, it yes. would be like giving humans formula to drink instead of like regular, like whole milk or 2% or skim or whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: Just give them a fish.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Statistically, yes.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so Brittany yes, just so. outed Santana.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ba, 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 ba. And then it's
2: like moving along. Next next week, we're going to be dipping raw meat into chocolate.
1: Yeah. I okay, hope Brittany. That's beef or fish. Good luck with that.
2: Oh, she's going to serve pork. <laughs> uh, Another PSA. Cook pork and chicken.
1: Yes.
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: And just because you can eat beef raw does not mean you can eat ground beef raw. It has to be like steak tartare. Yeah. Yes.
1: Just picture Gordon Ramsay yelling at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fucking roll in the middle. <laughs>
2: Fuck, that's what I should be for next Halloween. Just <laughs> female Gordon Ramsay <laughs> shouting
0: at kids. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so this might be more relevant to Tanner, but did either of you hear about th- the way that Fondue for Two is apparently created?
1: Yeah, didn't Ryan wow. Murphy steal the idea from a fan?
0: Yeah, so oh. I checked a couple of uh I checked a couple of sources, and this was This was a fan idea by Teresa Musumesi. I'm probably not pronouncing your name correctly. I apologize. Who is a fan who wrote an idea about a talk show that they wanted to create, um, like on YouTube called Fondue for Two. And then they went to the Glee live tour when it was in New York City at Radio City Music Hall, had a security letter, give the letter to Corey. The security guard actually gave him the letter. Corey actually read it. And then this fan knew nothing about it until the episode aired, at which point the production team sent them an autographed copy of the script and an autographed cast photo. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Like, this fan got interviewed by their local news station and everything. (laughs) Oh, wow. It's book wild. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (sighs) That's why why they always say, don't actually contact the creators beyond just i like the thing
0: mm-hmm, or it opens mm-hmm. up a whole can of worms yeah exactly there have been so many of my favorite internet creators that i follow like the ones who are not also my friends
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> who have to put disclaimers up like cuz it's this whole thing even among like I- i'm going to i'm going to use the term here loosely like serious authors and writers and stuff it's like you literally cannot like i cannot read fan fiction based on my work because then if I somehow incorporate an idea that is similar to this work that I read, it would be a major copyright fiasco. Yeah.
1: So what we're saying is, Teresa, if you're still out there, it's time for you to embroil Ryan Murphy in a copyright fiasco.
2: Please. Yeah. Please do. Do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so uh we get the title card and the next scene Uh, Rachel approaches Sam, and Sam tells Rachel that Santana once told him never to let her speak with him alone because she'd try to steal all his gold. (laughs) (laughs) And then she's like, you have cute lips that are worth weatherproofing. Here's some chapstick. Let's go to prom.
0: Yeah, Uh. like, being given chapstick is not the weirdest way to ask someone to prom. But also he's like, I'm probably not gonna go to prom. And... It's kind of, like, not his thing, and also he says that Rachel isn't his type.
1: (laughs) It's because he's bisexual.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then... Yeah. Yeah. Poor Sam. It's time for cosplay.
1: Uh, (laughs) years, years later, (laughs) over a decade later, I still don't understand the scene.
2: Yeah, Yeah, me either. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay, so Sue and... Who else
1: was in here? <laughs> Jocelyn Gilsig.
2: Yeah, Jocelyn Gilsing. Yes. <laughs> Sue and Terry are at a cafe plotting, apparently. And Terry's like, I'll have a tea, she asks the barista. And then Sue's like, David Bowie, because Sue was dressed up as David Bowie. And mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. like, I'll have just a uh, mocha powder because David Bowie was weird. And I'm like, okay. Sue, if you really want to be weird and eccentric like David Bowie, how about you go on a diet of milk, peppers, and cocaine?
1: (laughs) They should have more cocaine.
0: (laughs) I mean, like, we don't know what they were doing in the writer's room.
1: But I'm still pretty sure that they could have benefited from more cocaine.
2: Yeah, this is a... This entire episode is like, the writers actually needed some more coke. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah... The whole reason that Sue is in costume is because she is trying to be incognito because she thinks that they're on to her. We have to assume that there is the Glee Club. The Glee Club don't know shit. (laughs) Yeah, they don't. They statistically do not. (laughs) And she tells Terry that she's decided to revive the McKinley Muckraker, which is the school newspaper, to spread rumors around the school about the Glee Club to malign their reputation. Because did you know that the Middle East and the Arabian Peninsula got into armed conflict because of WikiLeaks? In the most 2011-ass thing they've said
1: (laughs)
2: in this
0: episode so far. And then she switches costumes into Ann Coulter.
2: Yeah. Which, okay, so weird coincidence that happened this week. There's a podcast I listened to called um, (laughs) Knowledge Fight, where two guys basically chronicle and critique Alex Jones and like fact check him and all that. So they
1: will oh sometimes dive into Why? his
2: back catalog. They're currently in like 2004, and Ann Coulter shows up on the Alec on Infowars to debate him and basically demolishes what?
0: him. So I read in my mean, notes yes, to destroy him. But Sue and, like... versus
2: Alex Jones.
0: <laughs> I need to see this fight. <laughs>
1: Putting chemicals in the water, tucking the f- fucking frogs into glee clubbers. <laughs>
0: why, why would someone deliberately choose to chronicle the life of a, of a colossal bigot? I feel like that just shaves years off of your life expectancy. Because
2: someone has to counter the misinformation he's spreading. Gosh, their footnote sections must be- Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like every two minutes they will pause and be like, okay, this is where Alex is completely wrong good uh dan and jordan need a lot of hugs <laughs> anyway anyway <laughs> i just needed to bring that up because it's been sitting rent-free in my head for
1: a bit fair enough a random old lady comes up behind them and shouts ohio loves you ann coulter <laughs> yeah and sue like in the flashback where sue recreates the newspaper she declares that it is no longer concerned with facts fact-checking integrity or facts if i heard it it's probably true or something
0: yeah, and then she basically says, we are here to destroy Will Schuster to Terry, who is the only person remaining from the League of Evil that she established in <laughs> two episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> and Terry's like, so you've been trying to, dis- to destroy Will Schuster in the Glee Club, but what if we tried to destroy him out of the Glee Club?
1: Which is very, it very much reminded me Of that part from the Kim Possible movie, the first Kim Possible movie, where Drakkin keeps on trying to time travel and crush Kim's spirit, and one of his henchmen is like, why do we keep trying to crush her spirit when we could just crush her? (laughs) Also, uh, somewhere in this conversation is the first instance of Ryan Murphy not knowing what trolling means, because we will many times in Glee from this point on, we will hear characters talking about how they have been trolling the internet. When really they just mean that they were well, on the internet.
0: No, because there's a difference between trolling and trawling. Yeah. Like T R A W. No, but, but they're not saying trawling as
1: in like they're in a fishing boat. They're trolling as in they are trolls on the internet.
0: Yeah, I, I'm saying I think they used the wrong word here. Either
1: way, it's, it's uh, Ryan Murphy not knowing what English is.
0: Yes.
2: So anyway.
1: So anyway, Kristen Chenoweth is here.
2: April Rhodes shows up and she is like...
0: Probably me in about 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Lindsay, you're much more competent than she is.
2: (laughs) I say it as um, probably going to be very liquored up. (laughs) But fun liquored up.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) And she is proposing to Will that to get back into the good graces of Broadway, because she decided to do an all-white cast of The Wiz. Oh, boy. Great plan. (laughs) She's going to produce the one-woman show entitled Crossroads. Wink.
0: Yeah. And she basically says, I'm also here because I need to commandeer the auditorium that I bought for you because it's the only rehearsal space that I can use for free. (laughs) Yeah, she's a little low on funds at the moment.
1: Yeah.
2: I wonder where it's going to.
1: Technically, she owns the auditorium.
2: I know. (laughs) But also, a lot of her money's probably going to tequila. Yeah. Yes. So, anyway, they... (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of tensions in the Glee Club because of this whole... Yes.
0: ...newspaper spreading rumors.
1: Oh, yeah. Shit, Shit immediately blows up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We cut to Becky Jackson in a little Newsies cap handing out... The muckraker for free, yeah. And Rachel storms up to Finn, presenting him with the blind item rumors section of the paper. One of the rumors is like, "Oh, which prom queen candidate is in the closet?" Because she's like, "Quinn." They're talking about Quinn in the news in the muckraker with the whole one about prom queen candidate in the closet. And he's like, "But Quinn's not." And she's like, "No, that one's about Santana." The other one, (laughs)
1: yeah, yeah. Finn's like, uh, "That's ridiculous. Quinn's claustrophobic."
0: I forgot he said yeah. that.
1: <laughs> and Rachel, like, Rachel doesn't even miss a beach. She's like, no, that's Santana. This is it. I'm talking about the next one.
0: <laughs> yeah, the other one, which is about Quinn being spotted with Sam at a motel, like, leaving a motel, both fully clothed. Yes. Yeah.
1: And so Finn enters a rage state not seen since he found out the last time <laughs> Quinn was cheating on him. Yeah. Storms <sighs> into the room and is ready to uh, give Sam a tussle. And Quinn is like, this is stupid and a rumor. Why do you think I would cheat on you again?
0: Yeah. <sighs> well. Wow. And then Santana storms in yelling at Brittany for outing her. And Brittany's like, but I meant that you used to be on the Cheerios and now you're in Glee. That's the other team, right? And everyone else is just, <laughs> it's literally like everyone except for Brittany, Santana, Quinn, Rachel, and Finn is just kind of sitting there like, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable being in the middle of these two conflicts. Not this <laughs> <Yeah>. nonsense again. <laughs> it's like they decided that they hadn't had a f- they hadn't had a good teen brawl in like three episodes, and they needed to do it again. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So apparently, Finn also decides that he's going to stake out this motel with Rachel's help, and they go to this motel, which is super sketchy.
1: Oh, I think you now you're skipping a bit ahead.
2: Okay okay
1: while the ruckus is happening uh april oh, yeah. is uh drinking again and this is this is a weird timing because it's like we have the scene at the glee club at school and then we cut to like that evening at will's house and then immediately after we cut to the next day at the school where they were having the same ruckus <sighs> yeah.
2: or a continuation of the ruckus and it's all because like will and april are like hey maybe we could like Defuse the tensions by having people like giving them an, an assignment to do. Let's. Will has been wanting to like cover a specific album, so they go with "Rumors" by Fleetwood Mac, and they start singing yeah. "Dreams" to introduce the assignment. And I am like, there was a perfect opportunity here because we'll get to Artie's song in a bit, where they could have done "The Chain" because that song is all about the band falling apart.
0: Yeah. But yeah, they literally like as Will and April are at his apartment she's like, oh hey I got us dinner! And he's like, but where's the food? And she's like, there's no food, we're just drinking a bottle of wine for dinner. And April is drinking her wine with a straw from a wine glass. Very Mariah Carey of her. (laughs) Yeah. And then he's complaining to her about the Glee Club after telling her like, oh instead of the April Road story being about booze, it should be about your emotions and stuff. And she's like, oh it sounds like your Glee kids have They've got a touch of the Mac. And he's like, excuse me, what? And she's like, no, they're fighting and making up and stuff. And she's definitely trying to honeypot him. (laughs) Yeah. But not very successfully.
1: (laughs) Also, she says that everyone has a copy of Rumors except her because she sold it for drugs. Just kidding. No, she's not. (laughs) But yeah, everyone get together and sing your own interpretation of the song from the album, which is really just a normal cover of the song from the album. Also, Will's participation in Dreams ruins the song.
0: Yeah, he's no yeah.
2: Lindsay Buckingham.
0: Yeah, it's... It's fine. It's... It's nice because, like, Lauren and the nice parts of that, like, oh, Lauren and Sam are a little bit concerned about April Rhodes being just real clingy to Will because they haven't met her before. Yeah. (laughs) But Mercedes and Sam are sitting together. Heck yeah. And the part about Players Only Love You When They're Playing gets both thin and already thinking. Yeah. And also I noticed that (laughs) they had Matthew Morrison in a chair the whole time so that he and Kristen Chenoweth so that their heads would be on the same level.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, my big notes about the song was like Kristen Chenoweth was the better singer, but even then, like, there's something about Stevie Nicks' voice, that grittiness that is absent with kristen chenoweth like she's got the nice warm voice but it's too clean if you catch my drift
1: yeah oh yeah no i get what you're saying that that's a fair assessment yeah she does a real good job with what she has but yeah if you're if you're a sucker for the original this one won't win you over
2: yeah i think that's a big thing with all of the songs in this episode is that everybody's voices are way too clean for them and I, i can see that yeah It would be nice if there was some grit in there, if someone
0: had a more raspy voice, if there was a bit of a growl (laughs) in there. They start handing out packs of cigarettes (laughs) to everyone to smoke before they go sing. I don't recommend it. Christina,
1: Christina, (laughs) take that joke and put a pin in it for two episodes from now.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. I hate Apollo and the Gift of Prophecy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so... So in the next scene, Artie Mm -hmm. goes up to Brittany and he accuses her of cheating on him with Santana. And she's like, no, Santana told me it's not cheating because the plumbing's different. And then he, like, realizes that Santana's manipulating Brittany and, like, trying to get her to leave him for Santana. And, you know, he knows that Santana knows Mm -hmm. that he wouldn't be able to handle a polyamory, I guess. And it's not polyamory because not everyone has agreed on it, but, you know, I feel like that would solve Mm -hmm. the situation. (sighs) <sighs> mm-hmm. and then he calls her like how could you be so stupid not to realize it and then she says yeah. you're the only person who never called me that and she runs away in tears
2: yeah so fuck Artie in this one and then he starts singing never going back again
1: <laughs> and he summons the guitar boys
0: <laughs> yeah Re- real real quick I don't think we've actually talked about this before but we need to talk about the way that Santana is approaching her relationship with Brittany the, yeah. yeah like it's one of those things where it's like yes, she is taking advantage of Britney. She isn't doing it in a in any way that is intended to be malicious, but she is definitely taking advantage of the fact that Britney does not understand like the point of emotional like, emotional cheating mm-hmm. is a thing. And she, do- like, Santana is taking advantage of the fact that Brittany doesn't realize that that's what's going on and that Brittany can be easily persuaded into different definitions of things. Like, not taking advantage of Brittany, like, like, they're consenting in every way except for the whole, like, yeah, it's perfectly fine to be with your best friend who is a girl when you're also dating someone who is a guy, kind of a thing like yeah
1: i I will say that the directing for the santana britney relationship in this period has been very good because it's never shown santana's manipulation to be a good thing but at the same time it's never shown her choosing not to come out as a bad thing
2: Mm -hmm. yeah like it's very understandable for santana to be scared
1: Yeah. But also,
2: I'm like, there's a Stevie Nicks song for this, for (laughs) Britney's perspective, which is Stop Dragging My Heart Around.
1: Oh, that... Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I don't think it would have sounded that great, but you are correct, that it fits the scenario. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it probably would have sounded good, because I think actually Heather Morris has a little bit of grit in her voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In my IMHO. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> in my in
2: my humble opinion yeah yeah <laughs> so anyway Artie and the guitar boys saying never going back again which is okay
1: Not yeah if it's finn puck and sam playing guitars from the aether as they stroll through the school
0: yeah yeah during this musical number i noticed that they did a bad job applying puck's puck to mark selling's head because it goes too far down the back of his neck <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, era. I
2: think like this song could have been completely taken out, and you just swing for the fences and go for the chain.
1: Yeah, I forgot this song was in here. Yeah, <laughs> that's not forgettable. Is. Contractually obligated solo number for Kevin. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's not bad.
1: It's nothing.
0: I like the guitar chorus because, like, after Artie and the Guitar Boys walk through the cafeteria, and we see britney being comforted by santana um they walk out on the stage and there's like a good, no joke a little chorus of like 12 or so students playing guitars and like i like the instrumentation yeah and like they're clearly good at it it's just yeah it <laughs> it it just wasn't it wasn't a phenomenal music number which yeah. isn't kevin's fault it's just
2: it's meh. just when you know the album and you know that there are better songs on it <laughs> that fit the theme of the episode then yeah (sighs) so
1: So now it's time for a stakeout
2: yeah now it's time for a stakeout (laughs) yep
1: it's like an episode (sighs) of heart to heart
2: i don't know what that is me neither (laughs) Uh, some weird ryan murphy reference heart to heart
0: well, apparently it's Heart to Heart, H-A-R-T. Oh. Self-made millionaire Jonathan and freelance writer Jennifer are the Hearts, a globetrotting married couple with a talent for finding mysteries wherever they go. And even when they're uncovering thefts, espionage, and assorted skulldudgery, they still find time for romance. Hey, I found a not-if-I-boot-you-up subject, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess. We'll add it to the list. Dang. Take it, make it gay. <laughs> Dang, this stakeout is just like an episode of Murder, She Wrote. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they see Kurt coming out of the shabby hotel, a uh, motel room with Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And real quick here, I wanna I wanna address that the reason they're staking at the hotel is because Finn wants to be sure that Quinn isn't cheating on him with Sam. And Rachel says something to the effect of like, "Why did you ever get back with Quinn if you don't trust her?" And she, and Rachel says that she thinks. He got back with with Quinn because you always forgive your first love. And Finn is like, can you explain karma to me, Rachel? And then they see uh, Sam walk out of the motel room and like, Kurt gives him like like, a sympathetic arm pat and they both go like, I can't believe Kurt would cheat on Blaine. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jacob and Israel, the menace, is also here. Yeah. Taking pictures. Yeah.
2: (laughs) At least he gets dunked on by sue this episode so
1: good Mm -hmm. we cut to the lunch period and like a bunch of the glee clubbers are like do we even know anything about sam like he could be a serial killer
0: (laughs) they're not at lunch they're at the lime bean oh that's
1: what they're at the lime bean
0: (laughs) and it's literally i wrote them down as literally like the conclave (laughs) because it's it's everyone from glee except for kurt sam Brittany, and santana
1: hmm <laughs> And also, like, they they drop the various ship names and scandals that they've had. They refer to them as Pisces. Yeah. I can't remember one of the other ones they used. And then they said Tina Cohen Chang Chang, which is fake and wrong, because the ship name yes. for Tina and Mike was always either Tyke or Chang squared.
0: Chang squared, yes. <laughs> and basically the whole reason that they're all assembled in this darkly lit coffee shop is that they're trying to figure out what's up with Sam. And someone is like, oh, Kurt wouldn't cheat on Blaine. And Quinn is like, I also can confirm Sam is not gay. And I am leaving now because one of us has to worry about school, apparently.
1: And oh, yeah, he's not gay. He's bi. And so is Quinn. (laughs) Yes. They're just hiding in that motel doing bisexual things together, like watching The Mummy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which Tanner and I have rebooted.
1: Yes. And we did make it significantly more bisexual.
0: <laughs> yes. Good. I think I remember that one. That was a good episode. That was not really
1: one. That's that's like the episode I always point people at. It's like, this is where we figured out what the fuck we were doing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah.
1: Back at the school. Brittany is sad, like a sad little panda. That's mm. what she says.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: And Santana's there and she's like, I'm not ready to do anything in front of a big group of people. But I think I found a song that I can sing to you with that's just the two of us. And Brittany's like, but well, what about Brad the pianist? And Santana's like, ah, he's just furniture. No offense. And Brad just shrugs.
2: <laughs> I think by this point yeah. he's very numb to it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I like Brad. Brad's fun. Mm-hmm.
1: And then she sings Songbird.
2: Yes. Yeah. OG Songbird was written and sung by Christine McVie. And they actually recorded it in an auditorium setting to get the ambiance. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, The producer even put, like, a bouquet of flowers onto her piano. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Yeah.
1: How does this one stack up?
2: I would say this one is very good, but also, Santana, stop being an emotional coward.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, look, she's- are they they juniors or seniors? They
1: are, uh, no, they're juniors this year.
0: Look, she is either 16 or 17 and a sad squ- a sad scared queer in 2011 in American high school. Yeah. <laughs> like I get it. <laughs> yeah. At least it's plausible.
2: <laughs> okay, so she is being emotionally honest with Britney at this moment singing Songbird, which is a very nice
0: love song, but also it's just poor Britney here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good song. Like I think Naya Rivera did a good job with it. It's just that when the song is over, Brittany is like, "Why can't you sing? Like, why can't you sing that song in front of everyone in the Glee Club?" And Santana is like, "I'm not ready, and I'm afraid of what they would say about me behind my back." Yeah. And Britney's like, "But what if I have you on fondue for two, and then I will ask you to prom, and all you have to say is yes." <laughs> and Santana is like, "Yes, low impact coming out. I'll take it." <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Oh, she also when she says she's not ready for a public announcement, she also says like she she can't handle it. She was even asked to join the golf team. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which, yeah, I can see that being the lesbian bastion.
1: <laughs> Why not roller derby? She'd fit in so much better.
0: <laughs> I could see Santana doing roller derby, but not golfing.
1: Santana gets kicked out of roller derby for being too violent.
0: <laughs> and they say, here, you go do golf. It'll be met it'll be like forced meditation
1: yeah and then the next scene is just santana holding up her nine iron that's been bent into a pretzel shape <laughs>
2: <laughs> because trust me when you don't okay get like that, that. <laughs> when you don't get that swing right off the, off the first time it is increasingly frustrating
0: Lindsay, do you have experience playing golf yeah i actually like golf huh i did not know this
2: i have a set of clubs at my grandparents place and all <laughs>
1: If Santana says that she was golfing and she hit a birdie, she's not talking about her stroke count.
0: <laughs> no, she she hit an actual bird.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is like she will hit the ball hard enough that it goes flying up and manages to poof a bird like that one baseball player did. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you can all tell that I am the jockier. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, arts kid. <good. laughs>
1: Speaking of jocks, I guess uh, Rachel sees Sam walking down the hall, and then she recognizes yeah. the jacket he's wearing, and she approaches Kurt and she's like, "How dare you cheat on Blaine with Sam, and then let Sam wear your clothing that I recognize from last year's Vogue or whatever?" <laughs> and Kurt doesn't even blink. He's just like, "Oh, how I've missed your insanity." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and he basically points out, like, look, don't worry about it. I'm not cheating on Blaine, but I am being a team player. So stop gossiping and let's get to work like they did on rumors.
2: Yeah, where he says, like, yes, they were fighting, but they were also very focused on the music because that was the only thing they could talk about. Also, I'm like, they were also on a lot of cocaine
0: <laughs> again. <laughs> i'm glad they didn't make the cast be on anything in this episode yeah yeah because a we already had we already had the drinking episode earlier this season and that was bad enough yeah yeah and
2: ritalin wasn't really a thing at the time Ugh. yeah yeah so anyway
1: the next scene is Brittany interviewing will for the muckraker and she asks mm-hmm. she's asking real invasive questions like boxers or briefs wait,
0: wait. We passed over another stakeout scene.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. The only the only time they actually used the chain.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I
2: angrily wrote in my notes, "Stop teasing me with the song." <laughs> because like the in between <laughs> music too had the had the beat and kind of like the it sounded like the intro to The Chain. It's like, "Fuck me." God damn it, Ryan Murphy.
1: Blue balled by glee.
2: Oh no. <laughs> edging but I don't get the satisfaction
0: (laughs) oh god can we say that
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes we just can't put it in the title
2: (laughs) (laughs) to quote another great rock song I can't get no satisfaction with this
0: episode (laughs) it's not by Fleetwood Mac. We can't use it.
1: Yeah, yeah uh, but no. speaking of not being satisfied, uh, at the, there's another stakeout, and Finn and Rachel see Quinn exit Sam's motel room, and Finn is like, "Oh no, my worst fears have come true."
0: hmm And Finn is like, "I never know where Quinn stands on stuff because she hides her feelings really well, and she doesn't talk about them." And Rachel's like, "Some girls do that to keep their power." And Finn is like, yeah, but you never, <laughs> you say every word and every emotion that ever crosses your mind. And I like that about you for some reason.
1: Yeah, it's, Finchel is a mystery.
0: Yeah. yeah. I miss season two, episode four, Finchel. <laughs> <laughs> when their scheming was, we have to scheme to get our teammates to like each other. Yeah. Instead of, we're going to stalk one of our classmates. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. And anyone else that we know who shows up.
2: And make baseless assumptions about them.
1: Yeah, we should call this episode Rumors or something.
2: Mm hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Just hitting that anvil real hard. (laughs) But yeah, now it is time for more
1: rumors. Yeah. Brittany is asking Will a bunch of invasive questions for the paper like boxers or briefs, pantyhose or lace panties. At what age did you start waxing your back? How many students have you had affairs with?
0: And Will is like, I don't think any of these questions are appropriate, Brittany. Who wrote these questions? And she's like, Coach Sylvester told me that I was not at liberty to discuss who wrote these questions after she finished writing these questions and handed them to me.
1: There's also a rumor that Will plans on leaving New Directions uh, after this year because he's going to go star in April Rhodes' Broadway show. Mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense because she said it was a one-woman show, but I guess she needs other cast members if she's going to talk about emotions.
0: She needs someone who thinks he can write music. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. she, she needs someone to play off of, otherwise the whole show is just her getting drunk and Don Ricklesing the audience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, so uh, Sue is now giving the newspaper students a lesson on just making things up whole cloth. Because mm-hmm. once the toothpaste is out of the tube, you can't get rid of it.
2: And guess who has toothpaste all over his hands?
1: <laughs> yes, Jacob.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because she she demonstrates it by having Jacob and Israel squeeze toothpaste out of a tube. And then she tells him, like, now put it back in there. And he's like, but I can't. And she's like, it's because you can't. Just like with the rumor, once the toothpaste is out of the tube, you cannot put it back in. And then Azimio, who I'm assuming has been corralled into doing this by... Sue threatening his academic record or something has he like smacks J- Jacob's hand into his face and he gets he gets toothpaste all over him and laughs and yes
2: yeah, as Jacob Ben Israel deserves
0: the only student that I will support bullying yeah. <laughs> not not the actor just, just the character
1: yeah. yeah so Will comes to talk to Sue about these rumors and Sue is like encourages him to go to Broadway because hey if you leave town you'll never have to deal with me again mm-hmm. yeah
2: And I think that's where, like, right after he goes to, you know, help April Rhodes out with one of her songs.
1: Oh, no, we get we get the Quinn and Finn duet first.
2: Ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Becky is trying to hand out the Muckraker and she's like, get your free Muckraker here. And Quinn also like joins in. She's like, "And remember. Vote Quinn for Bay for Prom Queen. And Becky just goes, bite me for Bray. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love Becky.
1: And then Quinn sees her copy and she, like, gets the rage face, she storms up to Finn, and she's like, well, how come you and Rachel were seen (laughs) spotted, like, laughing alone in a truck outside a motel? And Finn is like, how come you and Sam were spotted hugging each other outside the same motel? Well, I guess we're both angry at each other, which means we have the perfect song to sing a glee club. (laughs)
0: Real quick, when they they storm up to each other, and Quinn is like, "Why are you storming up to me? I should be storming, and you should be the stormy." And he's like, "But I should be storming up to you." And this is how you both know they've you know they've both been around Rachel Berry for far too long.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the bisexuality of it all.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, smash cut to Finn and Quinn thinking, "I don't I don't want to know," which uh, was actually written by Lindsay Buckingham and. Uh, Stevie Nicks prior to them joining Fleetwood Mac
0: huh
2: yeah because there were a couple before they joined and then they were breaking apart during the making of this album yeah and I will say that like yeah there isn't quite the the grittiness in the actors voices but like you get the tension <laughs> and you get the anger that this song has yeah
1: does the original also include an aggressive Kabbasa performance <laughs> uh maybe (laughs) i had to google that up i was like late night i'm going on google like what is the roly beady instrument
0: (laughs) that's understandable i didn't know what it was called either (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's i mean i like this musical number i think it's pretty decent Mm -hmm. this is i think the first duet that we've heard from finn and quinn in a very long time
1: (laughs) It's the first, last, and only, actually.
0: Oh, wow. Oh.
1: That's you can tell that they're not the official couple.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I think they did a good job. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they sound good together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the other students are just like, mm, we're not yeah, feeling we're it. Yeah, we're all y'all.
2: getting the vibes here. But also, yeah. you
0: harmonize great. Mm hmm. And then, because Ryan Murphy with this episode, we had to have a moment with the girls fighting because. Mm-hmm. Rachel is like, "I think that was that song was decent, but Quinn should sing with Sam because they harmonize well together." And Quinn is like, "Are you trying to take my man?"
1: <laughs> She's trying to break us up because she just wants him to sing a duet with her for Nationals.
0: Yeah. And there's this whole thing about Will is like, Quinn, you don't get to pick who sings what songs for nationals or who sings with whom. That's my responsibility because I am the educator here. And Rachel makes it into a whole thing about like her and Finn dating. And Quinn is like, oh, I trust Finn. I just don't trust her. And then she's like, either we continue to date and you will never sing another duet with Rachel Berry for Glee Club. Or... We break up and you can go sing with Rachel however however much you want to.
2: And I'm like, Quinn, Rachel. Will is the one who decides who pairs up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But also it's like, it occurred to me that the way that Quinn is fighting to stay with Finn is done in a completely platonic manner. <laughs> like, this is not about <laughs> this is not about her loving Finn and not wanting to break up with him and being jealous of Rachel as like a romantic interest who also wants to be with finn she's just like no he is boyfriend only my boyfriend
2: i feel like there is an opportunity that there was an opportunity in this series for one of these two girls to sing you ain't woman enough to take my man by loretta lynn <laughs> <laughs> it's very blunt yeah but unfortunately ryan murphy doesn't seem to be that much of a country fan so oh well yeah, apparently Glee hates country. Yeah, Tanner, that's an idea for your fanfic.
1: I don't know. You're you're going to be ghostwriting that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just googled it. You've come to tell me something you say I ought to know, that he don't love me anymore and I'll have to let him go. You say you're going to take him. Oh, but I don't think you can, because you ain't woman enough to take my man. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Sometimes a man starts start looking at things he don't that he don't need. He took a second look at you, but he's in love with me. Well, I don't know where they leave you, but oh, I know where I'll stand. And you ain't woman enough to take my man. <laughs> Too powerful for glee. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, yes. Also another perfect opportunity for them to sing the chain, because like, fuck Ryan Murphy, you coward!
0: <laughs> yeah. But it's okay because we had to have two. We had to have an original song in this episode for some godforsaken reason.
1: Yeah, okay. But I had on uh, mute. <laughs> it's April singing a song with Will from her show about how she may or may not have slept with the guy, but probably because she's April Rhodes, you know?
0: Yeah. The song is literally called "Nice to Meet You." Have I slept with you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Emma walks in and she smiles like, ah, yes, my love interest is singing with his former love interest. That's the scene.
0: Yeah. yeah april is like well you should join me on broadway because being on broadway was a dream that both of us had and neither of us got to do and
2: it's like yay fine yeah whatever it's, at least emma is doing better in the mental health department
1: yes yeah
0: we'll get to that in a sec <laughs>
1: I mean, the only scene between uh, then and now is fondue for two. Fondue for two. That's some hot dish. Yeah. Fondue for two. And Santana has bailed on Brittany, so the replacement yeah. guest mm-hmm. is Lord Tuppington. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, because like this is this was the day when when like Brittany was going to ask Santana to prom on camera, and Santana just sent her a text that said, "I can't."
2: Yeah. <sighs> Also, apparently Lord Tubbington is smoking again.
1: Oh, yeah. Lord Tubbington is very powerful.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I very much like this cat actor. <laughs> uh-huh. His
0: reactions were very good. Good boy. Like, Lord Tubington is sitting on Brittany's bed, and when Brittany asks him about the Aristocats, he just sits there and purrs.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> good boy. Good cat.
1: I went to his page on the Glee Wiki, and they have a whole subsection just for his dietary preferences.
0: <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> he, like, let's see. He only eats human food. He's apparently on the Atkins diet, but he has been caught sneaking out to Arby's. He's supposedly used to smoke and is now smoking again, to Brittany's dismay. He's supposedly addicted to ecstasy. Britney feeds him nougat and sprinkles and rubs his belly with glitter sticks in an attempt to get him to poop candy bars. Marley tried oh to perform God. her pet psychic powers on him, guessing that he was trying to lose weight along with him having an online gambling addiction. This was denied by <laughs> Brittany, but it might be true.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's a tangent about future events. But yeah, so we cut to Emma. And as Lindsay said, yes, she's now a little bit more stable.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. She's been on her meds for a few weeks, making good progress.
1: All she did yep. was rinse her grapes and dump them in a bowl.
0: Mm-hmm. Good on Emma. Good for her. We love to see it.
1: And then she's like, Will... You inspired me to make a change for once in my life, so I want you to do the equivalent of getting on medication. Go to New York,
2: yeah, oh, yeah, so much good medication there <laughs>
0: oh, <no. laughs> Broadway programs are are like i don't even i can't even think of a good metaphor or a simile, but I don't know, and he's will sits there crying. Because he has to prioritize, like, he really, 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 really wants to take the kids to nationals, Mm -hmm. because they've earned it, and they do need a faculty advisor to go with them. But also, he also wants to go to Broadway. Oh,
2: decisions, decisions.
0: (laughs) And I feel like it would have been nice if they'd called back to season one, where Will was like, oh, you have to put the dreams of your children in front of your own dreams. And in in Will's case, it's like surrogate kids, but...
1: Still. Yeah, he, he has the whole whole spiel about how he can't do that to kid the kids because they've worked so hard, but also he wants to go! Yeah. Speaking of people who are gonna go, uh, it's Rachel time. I wish she went. <laughs> Contractually obligated Rachel time. Yep. It's traditionally sung by a man, but now I'm singing it, so I guess that makes it different. Anyways, let's go your own way!
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Which, okay, I will admit I was tapping my toes to because at least Liam and Michelle can belt.
1: Yeah. Like she yeah. makes it a Lee Michelle song. This is the song
2: that you play cranked up, you're loudly singing with it, the windows are down in the car. You do it with enthusiasm.
1: Yeah. But it's still it's still mm-hmm. weird because she's singing it directly at Finn. And it's not yeah. it's not you can go your own way, I don't need you leave. It's you mm-hmm. can go your own way as long as your own way is coming towards me, break up with your girlfriend. I'm bored.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um my only notes for this were that, A, I just noticed that everyone who sings a Fleetwood Mac solo dresses a little bit like a Fleetwood Mac outfit <laughs> in this yeah, episode.
2: it's a little 70s, it's a little flowy, it's a little flower child.
0: And the rest of the Glee kids join in on the chorus and we get to see Mike and Sam doing some wicked air guitar. Mm-hmm. Because this is also a really good guitar song. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And also Rachel gets to sing, like, almost the whole song. It's fine.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just you know, I'd like some more focus on that sick guitar solo in there
0: because it's one of the
2: best. But that's just my opinion. This is a, yeah, this is a series focused on singing, not on the instrumentality. Yeah. So anyway, everybody has a big old fight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just my my note here is just what the fuck.
2: Everybody shitting on Sam, and I'm like, he did nothing wrong.
0: Yeah. It starts by Quinn going like, "Hey Rachel, real great of you to sing that song about how you want my boyfriend to break to break up with me so that you can date him instead." And Finn is like, "What what the fuck?" <laughs> and then someone is like, "Yeah, and Sam's real shifty cuz we don't know what's going on with him." Yeah. And then the rumor come out. Sam and his family are actually homeless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So was this foreshadowed
2: in a previous episode that I didn't...
1: Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. It wasn't technically foreshadowed, but Sam's first solo on the show was I Wish I Was a Billionaire. And from minute one, everyone's like, ooh, what if Sam secretly turns out to be poor or homeless later on in this show? And I think this is just another instance of Brian Murphy stealing ideas from the fans. But this time, everyone's like, ah, we were right. Ryan Murphy planting the seeds.
0: Huh. Huh. But yeah, um, it turns out that Sam's dad lost his job and the family lost their house. And so now they are staying at a motel because it is what they can afford right now. And he has this whole thing. He just like yells at the rest of the kids like, are you happy now? And then he storms out. Yeah. And the only justifiable storming out of the episode.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so before before we finish up the episode proper, we get like one last scene with uh, Sue, Terry, and April. You know what I'm calling an afternoon when I'm getting drunk? An afternoon. Yep.
2: Yep. And apparently those... I don't know if that's a margarita or Bloody Mary, but it involves protein powder and placenta. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sure. At least at least sure, there's no epicac in this I'm one. Not.
2: I mean, there's more protein and iron than a normal person can handle, but okay.
1: But yeah, we find out that Terry yeah. had called April here to help Will... "Quote unquote help," and Mm -hmm. because she wants her to steal him to New York, and Sue has already called for a story to be published saying that Will accepted the offer, so all April has to do is like let Will come on. Mm -hmm. And April herself admits that that's awfully shady. And I once became an Avon lady to rob women and seniors.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and Sue says the only relatable thing in this episode, which is we all believe Will Schuster has
2: no business teaching in a high school. Yeah, I can only imagine the grades of his Spanish students.
1: Put a pin in that one, too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) At least my French teacher spoke French. I'm pretty sure one of them was a Quebecois.
1: My French teacher in middle school disappeared a weekend, and we had to deal with a substitute who didn't know French. So I just played (laughs) cribbage for a whole semester.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's super awkward anyway yeah yeah we then cut to Rachel and finn uh doing the right thing for once because they show up at the motel uh where sam and his family are staying and they're like hey can we come in and talk and he's like i was trying to get my sister to take a nap and that's not gonna happen now because she knows that you're here and she came up to introduce herself um her name is stacy and so uh he lets them in and there's a very cute moment where Sam's younger brother asks if they can watch TV and Sam says sure and then he yeets his siblings onto the bed.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and here
0: Good big This is
1: also where we find out that the reason Quinn and Kurt were there was because Quinn was babysitting while everyone looks for work and Sam was getting a pizza route and Kurt was bringing hand-me-downs because they didn't have any clothes left. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh and so then Finn has also brought some heterosexual hand-me-downs, you know, just in case. <laughs>
2: I mean, Kurt apparently has what sequin jumpers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they also do another really nice thing. So, Sam mm-hmm. apparently had pawned his guitar, and through Quinn, they learned about the rest of the club, learned about this, and pulled enough money together to get the guitar back. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: and like good acting from cord because he cries and yeah. like rachel and finn are like we're gonna help you so that you can continue to do the things that you love while your family is dealing with this mm-hmm. and they say we need you sam and you need the music yeah
1: and then and then brother child actor brother walks up and is like don't cry sammy mm-hmm. so let me go back to the school jacob is interviewing santana about her and karofsky hooking up in the backseat of karofsky's truck and she's like yeah that absolutely happened it was great and then jacob asks but what about the when i checked the ip address of the tip and i trace it back to your computer and she's like uh it was stolen the important thing is that me and dave are going strong and we're very excited about our campaign vote santofsky uh (laughs) jacob's like you two are in love soulmates so to speak And Santana's like, yeah, I'd say that's accurate, while she looks at Brittany and makes explicitly gay eye contact.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Again, poor Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. And then does it just go straight into the final scene?
1: Just about. we, We get one little scene where the kids are in the choir room with the newspaper, and they're like, Will, are you leaving? And Will's like, no. Anyways, Sam, you've brought children to club. What's happening?
0: Yeah. Because he's like, I wanted to get my siblings out of the motel room for a little bit, if that's okay. And he has his own song from Fleetwood Mac that he's going to lead. And it's a nice song. Um, it's Don't Stop. Yeah.
1: Not to be confused with the other Don't Stop.
0: Yeah. It's the one with the, don't stop, stop thinking, thinking about, about tomorrow. tomorrow. Don't stop. It'll
2: soon be here. Yeah, I've been listening mm-hmm. to this album for a while and like, I discovered that my parents had really good taste in music <laughs> back when I was, like, 12, because I found their CD copy of Rumors, so. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really nice. I like that they have the kids mm-hmm. involved, too. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's it's mostly a lot of, you know, like, there's shots of the kids singing along, mm-hmm. and they have, like, the, oh, like, the Glee kids interacting with, with Sam's siblings and stuff, you know, like, yeah. Hey, we're gonna dance with you, and I'm gonna carry you around a little bit.
1: Yeah, it kind could, of a thing. So th- there's a po- spot where someone whispers in Kurt's ear, and then Kurt runs and steals the guitar from Sam, and then uh, Finn might come up from behind and hoist him.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> then it, it was a little bit funny because Rachel gets to sing the line about "I never meant any harm to you" to a classmate that they technically socked.
1: <laughs> yeah. But they didn't mean any harm, so that makes it okay. Is it? It's Glee. Hey!
0: Nobody learns anything. It is Glee. And it's just, its just that's the song! Yay! Will and April are in the audience looking for Klimt. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. That's the last song that Quinn gets featured on in the second season.
2: <laughs> Reading the uh, Wikipedia entry for Don't Stop, it was um, apparently written by Christine McVie and reflecting her feelings after her separation from Fleetwood Max bass guitarist John McVie after eight years of marriage. <laughs> The post-divorce relief song. Today, the Glee Club
0: is divorcing Will Schuster.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They should have done that at the end of season one. (laughs) From what I understand, this is literally the only episode I have seen
0: from beginning to end. (laughs) So I have some, I have a couple of fun trivia notes about this uh, episode.
1: I have one that I'm baffled by, so I want to see if you bring it up.
0: So the first one is that this is the first uh, single album tribute episode that glazed done, where they only do music from one album, um, and it did give the actual album, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, a little boost in popularity.
1: This was probably a lot of teens' first exposure to Fleetwood Mac, somehow, but still.
0: Yeah, yeah. But also... The reason why they got to do this episode was because when they did Landslide back in uh was it 216 sixteen? 2, two
1: fifteen. That was the sex episode.
0: Yeah, two fifteen. When they did landslide, Stevie Nicks came to the Glee set and was there for six hours while yeah. they were filming it <laughs> to like support them, and she was like, Yeah, you're doing a good job. And then apparently that was the time frame in which they convinced her To help them get the rights to all of the music from rumors for this episode. (laughs) This episode is thanks to the power of Britanna.
1: (laughs) Good for them. Okay. My trivia is that during Quinn and Finn's performance of I Don't Wanna Know, Quinn is seen wearing the same hairpin that Rachel wore in the Rocky Horror Glee show. Which (laughs) is Yeah, I saw that too! (laughs) The the attention to detail that a viewer must have to spot that. (laughs) Yeah.
2: In here, I was thinking that, like, Star Wars fans were obsessive about details.
1: <laughs> mm, steal her luck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other thing is that there was apparently another song by April Rhodes that they recorded and cut. It was called It's 10 AM and I'm Drunk.
1: Cheers, I'll drink to that.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's five o'clock somewhere, so... Yeah.
1: Anyways, the episode's done. Now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. It's the part where we give a gold star. Lindsay, what's your gold star song?
2: Um, I'm going to say it, Brittany interviewing
1: Schuster. No, the, the song. Yeah, favorite song. Oh, song?
2: oh shit. Fuck.
1: <laughs> well, hey, I'll, I'll note down that part for your favorite moment.
2: Okay, so favorite moment is definitely Britney doing that. To, well, probably the gold star song, the one that was the best like i don't want to give it to rachel so i'm gonna go with i don't want to know by because of the sheer like awkwardness that is going on
1: that's a good choice i think that was my favorite when this episode first aired but it's since other songs have yeah. climbed to the ranks mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. my favorite my gold star song is songbird because i was crying in the club oh and that's it, it also it goes back to what i was saying originally we're like Whenever Santana's talking about not being ready to cut, to come out, it's painted in a very sympathetic light with, like, direction-wise and mm-hmm. cinematography. And though whenever it's like, I'm manipulating Britney, or I have a scheme to avoid doing things and hurt people, that's yeah. when it's like, hmm, things are a little bit hinky.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Christina, how about yourself?
0: I'm probably gonna go with Songbird 2 just because I think it was a good song. I think Naya did a good job singing it. It, it was the only... Number in the episode that left me like, yeah, that was a good song. You were satisfied? Yeah. Yeah, because I don't want to know had like the. It's probably my runner up, but it was tainted by the fact that it was immediately followed by Girl Fight. That's fair.
1: And then what would my Gold Star moment be? Hmm. I think it would be when Sam gets his guitar back.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I agree. Also, Gold Star moment. Yeah.
1: I like how... Honestly, me- as much
2: as I like Brittany making Will Schuster really uncomfortable, yeah. Sam getting his... That was also
0: very good. Yeah. yeah. Because then we also get to include Cord's acting. Yes.
1: <laughs> Alright, Lindsay, what was the worst part?
0: Um... On a meta level, it's
2: like all the opportunities to use the chain and not using it, but uh, in in context of the episode, it's just like the amount of shit that poor Sam had to go through for no justifiable reason. Yeah. Yeah. The same trauma train. Cuz it's
1: yeah. I mean, it's uncomfortable. It's supposed to be uncomfortable, but it's also like hard to see the characters doing that. Like they're mean for purposes yeah. of plot. Yeah.
0: They had a conclave that was just what do we really know about our teammate like, who's done literally nothing to betray our trust? Yeah. Aside from the fact that oh, he cheated with Quinn. Maybe. Kind of.
1: Allegedly. I guarantee if people were actually acting in character, then Mercedes and Tina and Mike and Artie would all be telling people to back off.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: Actually, yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you, Lindsay.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you said that, like, there was a seed of of an idea about Sam's family having money troubles way back in the first season, and I'm just going to say that is poor planting and payoffs, Ryan Murphy.
1: Well, that's the thing. I don't think it was Planting and Payoff. I think it was the the fans having an idea based on one song and Ryan Murphy deciding Mm. that that's what he should do.
2: Yeah, and then going retroactively like, see? Planting and Payoff! (laughs) Fuck
1: you. I mean, the the upside of that is at least it's an actual, like, it's not something that gets brushed under the rug. I mean, it gets a little brushed under the rug but Sam, the fact that Sam has had money troubles and has been homeless is a factor in his character going forward, even if you know, maybe it should have played into things a bit more sometimes. Yeah. It's more a logistical issue, which I'm the only person who cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's the episode. And yeah. Yeah. you've been listening to Loser Like Me, which is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. Uh, we can be heard on your- Wait, what?
0: Tanner. Guest credit first. Lindsay.
1: <laughs> Thank you for Tanner. being here today.
0: Thanks. You're, or you're
1: welcome. <laughs> what do you do?
2: I am the second half of Not If I Reboot You First, where Tanner and I basically brainstorm fan fiction, because why not? (laughs) And I am also the voice of Belle on Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium. Hopefully we'll have more episodes coming out when things are a bit settled with the boy.
1: Yeah, he's what, 40 days until he's done Podcast Academy?
2: Yep, and he's applied for a couple jobs, so... We'll see what happens. Nice.
1: Yeah. Gonna get that money. Good luck to Gonna him. Get that yeah. money.
2: And I guess my other big project is writing MCU fanfic. So yeah. Check out the invaders on AO3.
1: It's great. It's historically <laughs> accurate and hella gay.
0: Yes. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Just make that your Twitter bio, Lindsay. Yeah.
1: Check the footnotes for fun facts about weapons manufacturing in World War II, uh geography. <laughs> Uh the spy s- methods and <laughs> a society of he- secret skull men. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the golden age of Marvel Comics is fucking wild. <laughs> oh, I believe oh, oh, it. Oh, the
1: golden age of everything was great.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the writers were just like, we're going to throw shit at the wall, see what sticks. The kids are not going to notice. <laughs> <laughs> uh Yeah. And if you have any questions about archiving stuff, you can also ask me on Twitter.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So, Loser Like Me is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We can be heard on your podcasting platform of choice, and if we aren't there, let us know, and we'll work on getting there. We can be found at me pod on Twitter, and through LoserLikeMePod at gmail.com. Next time, we have another guest. I just realized that this guest has the same name as one of the characters in Glee, so that's going to be fun to figure out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But more importantly, Christina, do you want to go to prom with me?
0: I would love to. You're actually the first person who's ever asked me to prom, Tanner.
1: We didn't have a prom, did we?
2: Oh, we had grad banquet.
1: Yeah, we had after grad.
2: Oh, God, that went on for too long.
1: That went on for too long, although at the very least, it did involve one of the uh, student speakers tearing his shirt open to reveal a leather bra. Huh.
0: Also,
2: one of our fellow students got hypnotized and was like pawing over one of the teachers.
1: Oh, okay, listen. Oh listen, yeah, there was a hypnotist at aftergrad and every guy who got hypnotized turned into yeah. a stripper. <laughs> it was funny, but it was kind of weird how that's that's where every guy went to. Cause the yeah. hypnotist is just like, it's a dance contest yeah. and every guy was like, It's time for me to show my <laughs> my twelfth grade football abs.
2: This was, like, long before Magic Mike was a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> this is the part where we go three, two, one, that's what you missed on Glee. Lindsay, you uh, listen to this podcast, you know all about it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> three, two, one, and that's what you yeah, missed on And that's what you Glee. missed on Glee. Just, Just go, go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. now. As we riff this show, Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out why we love this show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening, you're listening to Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Loser like me.